marketing, visit ZimmerCommunications.com, your marketing resource in Southwest Missouri. What happens next? These individuals that are sending him money have ties to Chinese intelligence. Happens right here. I'm not taking a single penny from any country whatsoever. 93.3 and AM 560. KWTO. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I'm a Democrat. A liberal voice on a conservative talk show. What's the worst that could happen? It's Debate with the Democrat, featuring proud card-carrying Democrat Jeff Smith on 93.3 and AM 560 KWTO. Uh, Welcome back to KWTO. Jeff Smith joining us today. We are only, what, 13 days away from the first debate? Is that right? That's right, I think, yeah. All right. Jeff Smith, I know you're a Democrat. I'm a Republican. So is Garrett. But we're going to go around the horn today and say if we were media members for the debate, we get to ask these panelists questions. What's the question you want to ask? Yeah, so why don't we each, I'm kind of just thinking through questions that I would ask and who I would direct each question to. Um, does that work? Yeah, that's fine. Pick up. We'll just go around. Okay. Um, well, so we're going to assume that Trump is not going to be at this debate. I think that's probably a pretty fair assumption, assumption at this point. Would you agree? Oh, I think he's going to be there. You think he's going to be there? I think he's going to. I could see Donald Trump refusing to sign the, the, the debate agreement and then showing up and then being like, oh, they won't let me on stage. This is what happens. You know, like doing some sort of where the whole story is about Trump and not about what happens on the stage. I think Trump signs a side deal with the uh, the debate organizers. And as they're about to get started, you hear like a heavenly chorus playing and then a, a drill of some sort apparently uh <laughs> you and then you hear a heavenly angel chorus playing and in a spotlight descending from the heavens with a safety <laughs> harness is donald trump to take the final stage uh, could you really put put it past trump to do something like that i wouldn't put it past i think uh everything he's, he's telegraphing i think that, that he's not going to show All right. so we can I'll play the game where he's not there. Okay, so let's assume he's not there. I think the first question uh, that I would ask Ron DeSantis, and we'll go kind of in order of, you know, Trump's first and, and DeSantis is second uh, in the polls right now, although it's a tenuous second. Um, I think the question that you got to ask him is, um, if Trump's- Jeff, we're having some difficulty hearing you. Okay, let me see if I can get to a better place. All right. I apologize. Can you hear me now? Yes, much better. Okay, sorry about that. Um, I think, this, you know, going from, uh, you know, Trump is in first and DeSantis is next. And so the question I would ask DeSantis is, um, you know, you've been all over the map on Trump's indictments. Uh, initially, you know, the first couple indictments, you said this is just political. And 
you know, it's Biden's uh, DOJ being weaponized against Trump. But then, you know, you totally changed your tone last week on this. And you basically said that, hey, like Trump's unfit for office and, and can't win. So what do you think should happen if he is convicted of a felony on one of these counts in one of these venues? Should he have to should he step aside as a uh, you know candidate for the presidency if he's convicted of a felony? I think my first question, and I'm bypassing who's the front runners. I think my first question is to Chris Christie, and I'm going to say, Governor Christie, you've based your entire campaign on taking out Donald Trump, but why should people vote for you as president? Because I've not heard Chris Christie enunciate a single reason why people should vote for him. I've only heard him talk about Donald Trump, and I'm sort of curious why he's in the race if he's actually in there to be serious or if he's just in there as, as Trump's foil. And I, I think he's there as Trump's foil. That certainly seems to be his primary purpose in the race. Although as a member of the media now, we got to remember that he may be talking about other things 80% of the time, but the 20% of the time that he talks about Trump, it provides the conflict for the media to want to cover. And so maybe they're only covering the portion that's about Trump. That's right? fair. I'm glad. Yeah, no, that, that's, that's a, that's a legitimate question. And th- there's gotta be something to said for the fact that Christie's been in the public eye for a long, long time. He might be operating under the assumption that everybody kind of already knows what he stands for. He doesn't really need to get his message out there. It's just a matter of taking down the big guy and making an entrance, I guess. Garrett, what kind of questions do you have? So I, I don't know. I don't know the candidates, obviously, as well as you guys do. But most most of the candidates have been on either side of the issue of the 2020 election. Was it stolen? Was it not stolen? I, I would probably ask DeSantis, but I think it'd be interesting from Ramaswamy too. what what they are going to do pre and post 2024 to make sure voter fraud isn't a thing or if they think that it impacted the 2020 election at all. Jeff, what's your next question? Um, Well, if I were going to ask Ramaswamy then uh, a question, then I would certainly ask, was 9-11 an inside job? Oh, oh, so this is a great one. And you and I have sparred over this because Ramaswamy was asked that as the first half of a question. The question was, I think, was was 9-11 an inside job? Or do you believe the story exactly as the government told us? And people have been criticizing him for not saying that, that he, because he, he said, I, I, he did not immediately say, I don't think it was an inside job. He said, I actually don't believe the story is exactly as they told us. I don't have a problem with his answer on this question. You and I have disagreed on this pretty extensively. And Ramaswamy has tweeted about this pretty extensively. In fact, specifically disclaiming theories that it was an inside job. Yeah. If you can't answer that question immediately, that 9-11 was not an inside job, then I think you're unfit to the presidency of the United States. So I think he should be asked point blank and see if he can actually answer the question that no, it wasn't an inside job. And, but here's why I think we should always be skeptical of the things that the government tells us. I think that's a healthy thing. There was a way he could have answered that question. 
He didn't answer it the way that I think is appropriate for a, a candidate of any party uh, to be president of the United States. So I think he should be asked the question point blank again. Uh, I shy away from asking everybody else that's running for president questions about Donald Trump because I think it 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 sort of acts like there's everybody and then there's Trump. But I think my next question would be for Nikki Haley. She's one of the very few people that was a member of Trump's cabinet that he has not criticized and she has not really criticized Trump. And so I'd ask her, do you do you think Donald Trump would be a good nominee for president of the United States? Why or why not? I'd like to find out what it is that she disagrees with Trump on, because so far she's been one of the I wouldn't say she's, you know, she agrees with his policies, but she's really not taking a shot at him and he's not taking a shot at her. And I want to find out if, if she's just in the race sort of as a, as a female Trump or if she's got some other reason she's running. I think that's a good question. She's been more schizophrenic on Trump than anybody else in the race. She said he was unfit for office in 2016 when she endorsed Marco Rubio for president. Then she ended up taking a position, a uh, very high-level position, um, in as, as UN ambassador. Then, after January 6th, she said uh, Trump is a horrible human being and should never be the face of the Republican Party and is responsible for January 6th. Then, when the rest of the Republican Party didn't take to that position and started believing Trump's lies about January 6th, then she came back and said, no, I can still support support him for president and I won't run if he runs. And then she reversed herself again and decided to get back in the race. She's literally done like six one eighties at this point. So I agree. That would be a great question. Garrett, what you got next? Uh, we haven't really talked about Tim Scott a whole lot. We have not. So I, I've I got wanna, one for him. I, no, I, I want to, well, oh, I've got one for Tim Squat Scott. Oh, we, we can do a little Tim Scott mini round. I here. just want to ask him Joe, Joe Biden's question. Be like, Joe Biden famously said, if you don't support me, you ain't black. So, Tim Scott, are you black or are you black? I think that's the question to end all questions. That That is a good one. Tim Scott has also uh, been very faith-based. He, he's moved into the evangelical lane brilliantly, maybe at the cost of some of the outsiders in the Republican Party or moderates as well. So, I want to know how he tackles the question of uh, just how will your faith impact your term as president? Because that can either really make or really break him. And I don't really know what answer can do either. Interesting question. Jeff, what do you want to ask Tim? Apparently, we all have questions for Tim. I have a lot of things that I would ask him, but one that's most obvious since out of the top you know, few tiers in the race, he's really the only person who's currently in Congress. And so I would ask, um, should Joe Biden be impeached? Why or why not? Oh, that's a legit, that's a great question. Yeah, um, because that's obviously uh, the source of a ton of energy in your party's base. It's totally, you know, it's, it's not a position that's anywhere close to a majority position in the country. It's probably a 25-75 issue, but a lot of people in your base are pushing Kevin McCarthy to start an impeachment inquiry in the House 
So I think that would be a tough question for him, and I'd be interested to see how he answers it. You know, if I had to guess, my guess is he, not exactly punt, but he would say, I think there's enough questions we should begin the inquiry process, but we don't have enough facts to know whether he should be impeached yet. I mean, that's my that's my assumption, which is not, it's not an easy answer question to answer in a Republican primary, because I think probably half of the Republican electorate has already made their mind up that he should be impeached. Yeah, well, I think there's, because your primary electorate has gotten so far from the median voter on an array of issues, there's four or five questions that I think would be really difficult. I think another very difficult question uh, for candidates would be, what do you think if, what would you do if Congress passes uh, a, a federal abortion ban, say a 12-week or 15-week abortion ban, would you sign it? Oh, heck yeah. I think every, I, you would not get a single person on that stage saying they would not sign that. Well, I would disagree. I don't think people are going to say I would veto that. But I think you'll hear some people say a sentence like, I would sign the strongest bill that Congress would give me. Because they don't want a TV ad, if they are the nominee, airing in September and October of 2024 saying, I would sign, yes, I would sign a 12-week abortion ban. Because they know that nationally, that's like a 20, 25% position. So I think they wouldn't say it like you're saying it, even if they didn't announce that they would veto it. I, I guess we'll find out, but I, I think I think I disagree with you on how many of them say that. Jeff, I, I, I want you to name names. Who do you who do you think would would skirt hey, hey, that Haley, question? Haley is not going to say yes. I would sign uh, a twelve week abortion ban. I, I don't think there's any universe in which Haley says that. I think Scott would probably say that he would. I think uh, Scott's maybe, already come out for a fifteen week ban. Are you sure? Well, yeah, he wavered on it. He initially said, I would sign the strongest thing that's sent to me. And then he got a lot of pressure and then he came out for a 15 week ban. Um, Haley would not say that she would sign that ban. I'm pretty confident. Obviously, DeSantis would, given what he signed in Florida. And Doug Bergen signed um, one in North Dakota. And Doug Bergen signed one in North Dakota. Christie would not sign a ban. I think he would say that he would not sign a band like that. So I think you are going to see real differences on the stage uh, answering that question. Um, my next question would be for Mike Pence. And I'm debating between asking him if he knows how to pump gas um, or just, I, 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 I want to just say, why are you running for president? Cause I can't figure out <laughs> where he thinks his path is. Um, but I, I say this question just for our listeners who don't know, there's a video that Mike Pence has put out of him attempting to pump gas, and it it feels very much like George H. Bush when he couldn't understand what a supermarket scanner was. Mike Pence clearly doesn't understand you have to put your credit card into the gas pump before it'll start pumping. So as he pretends to pump gas, the machine just keeps beeping at him that, that, that nothing's happening because he hasn't put his, his credit card in it. I, I had That's a question. A I had one my question down. for Mike Pence. Gary, you go ahead. Oh, I would, my question was really similar. I was just going to ask Mike Pence if he knows what year it is. Cause he's, no, that's the question for Joe Biden. Well, either one, they're both 
one's living like he's in his 90s. The other one's campaigning like it's back in the 80s. Oh, so that's true. That's true. I, it's, it just doesn't make a lot of a lot of sense to me. What, what do you think the average age in the room for Mike Pence's campaign is? Are we thinking triple digits? <laughs> Who, who's, well, would, oh, go ahead, Jeff. I, I would ask Mike Pence um, if a global superpower that America was um, – you know, either needed to cultivate as an ally in a critical moment of international, you know, nu- potential nuclear conflict. Uh, if one a nation that fits that description had a woman as prime minister who demands, <laughs> you know, who needed a, a to have lunch to discuss, you know, what was going on, would you allow yourself to have lunch alone with that woman? I don't think I don't think in the history of our presidents they've ever had lunch alone with foreign dignitaries. They always both are totally staffed up. So in the words of Bryce Harper, that's a clown question, bro. That's a genius question, that, that, Jeff. I'm that, on your side. That, that, that's that's not true. They have because there's a lot of accounts of leaders who went off and they'll go and they'll take a walk at Camp David, just one-on-one. Yes, He's got Secret Service certain- like 10 feet away shadowing them. Trump and Kim there's Jong went on a nearby. date. <laughs> I mean, hey, yeah, but a lot of flirting can go on, even with Secret Service, you know, 15 feet away. So I think Mr. Pence should be very cautious, and I just wanted to flag that for him. Um, I I do think a question for all of them would be on day one of your term as president, what would you do in regards to Ukraine? Because I think I think and I think both Democrats and Republicans and and this is not an issue that I think is is really partisan. Um, People are very. But I would like to hear each one of them enunciate a plan. You know, Tucker Carlson eviscerated a couple of them pretty heavily on this issue. But I'd like to hear them lay out. My plan is X, Y, Z. And it's, you know, I'm not, I'm not looking for a, a, an Iraq or Afghanistan timetable of withdrawal, but listen, what, what are we going to do there? What's, what, what's your thought on how we, do we continue there? If we continue there, how do we continue there? I, I think that's probably going to separate these candidates pretty significantly in a primary. It absolutely would. And it would, you know, you'd have Pence uh, and Haley and Christie on one hand, you know, who are, full-throated supporters of Ukraine. Uh, and then you'd have DeSantis, who's been all over the map, referenced what was happening over there as a territorial dispute, as opposed to an, an invasion uh, you know, of, of a democratic country. And so, yeah, I think you'd have real differences. And I'd like to see Tim Scott answer that question. You know, someone who um, doesn't have you know, as much experience on the, nat- on the international stage as, say, a Nikki Haley. I have, and, I, and frankly, I'd love to see how, how DeSantis comes out. So, yeah, yeah, I think that's, I agree. and this is where I feel like Haley, and, and maybe just she's not been covered that much, but Haley's probably got the most um, uh, foreign policy bona fides of anybody, save Trump because he was president or, or Pence because he was vice president. But being the ambassador of the United Nation, she's got as much involvement, and, and I feel like you know, maybe it's just the media is not covering her, but there that that should be her area of expertise. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and then a final interesting question, you know, that just comes to mind is, you know, DeSantis has said, and I'd probably ask DeSantis this, you know, just say, you know, your rhetoric has been extremely violent, you know, from saying we should use immediate lethal force 
on people coming over the border uh, if they're suspected of, of being involved in the drug trade to saying he'll slit the throats of, you know, bureaucrats. Um, can you, you know, I, I'd say in a time when we're facing, you know, unprecedented levels of gun violence uh, in parts of this country, do you really think it's responsible to be throwing around, you know, uh, phrases like that oh, when talking about federal bureaucrats. This is, this is, you're, you're the same reason we banned the Washington Bullets name. We can't have any fun anymore. <laughs> I do, I, I would have one more question for Nikki Haley, real quick. I, I would ask her, what's it like to be the most liked female presidential candidate of all time? Because there's only one that comes to my mind, and she was the most unlikable person ever. Don't talk about Sarah Palin that way. <laughs> Oh, I forgot about Sarah. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, this is really disappointing, Carly Fiorina erasure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Je- Jeff, what would you ask? Uh, what would you ask RFK? I know he's not going to be on the Republican debate stage, but he's a primary candidate technically. I mean, we we could save the primary debate for next week. I know they're not going to allow it, but we could have one next week with Joe Biden and Robert Kennedy, and maybe we'll throw Cornell West in there. Yeah, we can throw Kamala in there too, and Buttigieg. Why not? We should we should actually devote a show to who should be the Democratic field for president. Oh, I love that. I love that. All right, Jeff, question of the day. I'm going to let Garrett answer it because he's the one who's cooked it up. You let me ask it. Yeah, we've we've I, I sent you a whole list. Yeah, I didn't read it. What's the you, question of the day? OK, well, now I have to refine the list, Elijah. This was not a good move as a producer. Hang on. Give me one second, Jeff. Uh, wh- what other question do you have for uh for this one, directly at Trump, if you could ask Trump one question, what would it be while I while I re- try to remember the question of the I day? Actually, forget that. I remember the question today. Jeff, oh, okay. this one's perfect for you. <laughs> if you could eliminate one crime, what crime would you eliminate? <laughs> Obviously, McCain-Feingold, the campaign finance statute that got me locked up. I mean, that's a freaking no-brainer. Yeah, um, but the problem is it doesn't help you now. It's not like it fixes anything in retroactivity. It'll save your I next kid. run. It'll definitely save the next one. But I, I, I will say that um, you know possession with, without trafficking of you know of drugs, I would I would decriminalize that uh, nationally. And I would, if I were dictator, if I were king, then I would work to make sure that everybody that's got an addiction problem has a residential treatment bed with cutting edge, uh, you know, medication assisted therapy in conjunction with, with psychotherapy to try to get to the root of their addiction. Um, no, almost no one gets health inside of prison. And then when they come out of prison, the rate of overdoses is, you know, astronomical. And so that would be the number one thing I would do would be to get everybody who needs help in the treatment. Jeff, we didn't, we didn't give you a blank check. We just said, what, what crime would you eliminate? <laughs> this is the problem with Democrats. You ask them for one thing and they take the world. Jeff, thanks so much for joining us this week. We really appreciate it. See you, man. If anybody wants to follow you on social media, I forgot. How do you, how do they follow you? Oh, they can follow me on Twitter. My handle is at Jeff Smith Mo at Jeff Smith M O. Did you uh, did you give up on threads? You know, I think I gave one thread. I think I I, I I threaded one time, and I think like nobody replied. I hear it's dead over there. It's dead. All right, thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. See ya.
We're going to be right back. We'll answer the question of the day. Don't forget, coming up at 5.05, Jay Ashcroft getting sued over ESG rules in Missouri. We'll talk about that at 5.05. News, analysis, opinion. The thing that's a shock to the economy is an administration at war with the American people. The radical left is pushing us into a culture.